Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Here we go for episode 18 of Grey Wolf Hoops. It is Ned, joined by John. And John, what a quiet week we've had in oh, the world of basketball. Mate, nothing's happened all week. We might as well just skip this show and move on to the next one. But, uh, you know, we might as well fill in some time while we can. Well, we will, man. And <laughs> it has been a bizarre turn of events. But first up, let's get things going on a lighthearted side of things. Our buddy, Matt Grace, the man who said, my T-shirt doesn't fit before he tried it on. He yep. wants to explain to all what's going on there. So yeah. let's give him a call. Let's give him a quick buzz. Maybe busy at this time <laughs> with the ladies. Hello. Matt Grace. What's going on? Hey, it's Ned and John from Grey Wolf. How are you? Good. Yourself? Yeah, really good, man. You are live on the Grey Wolf Hoops podcast. We are giving you the opportunity to explain all about this T-shirt thing. You said the T-shirt was too small before you tried it on. I was confused. We're all confused. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just uh, 50 tried his on and said he was an XL, and I'm like... Well, I've got a very much more mature dad bod than 50 guys, so... <laughs> That's a polite I, way to uh, say it. <laughs> I just assumed it wouldn't fit me, but I was wrong, so yeah. Well, there you uh, go. So oh. you, you must be trimming down a little bit there, man. And I like the way you say dad bod there... It's, it is quite funny because you have to be a dad to have one of those, I think, man. But I, I love how you brought that out. And people like Leonardo DiCaprio on that are bringing the dad bods back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I'll trim up a bit, but, you know, I've got a, got a 50s wedding to look forward to. So. Oh, yeah. Of course, we're all going to get in shape for that. Not an easy task. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And the thing is, is you can't be sort of... Fitzy's meant to be, you know, the number one guy, him and, of course, Ash. So you can't get too trim and thin there, buddy. <laughs> No, no, I can't be the uh, main guy at the wedding. I've got to just sit back and not be a standout, so... Although I will say, Grace, if you want to bring some of your brand new fridge magnets and any other merchandise that you're making up to the wedding to hand out, you're more than welcome to, because there could be some eligible ladies at the wedding that might be interested in the madman. Yeah, well, I've actually, I've got some in the uh, car with me that I'm going to drop into a few letterboxes, so, yeah, we'll drop them into, I think, TP one time, and uh, <laughs> head and 50 one time, so, yeah. And where are the other 10,000 going? <laughs> uh, look, I might just do a random letterbox drop, and hopefully, you know, I get single ladies out of it. Yeah, for those listening, Matt Grace, he is a bit of a heartthrob and does get compared quite often to a younger Brad Pitt, and he has got his own fridge magnets. I'm getting two. One yeah. for the out the back Pepsi fridge and one for in the kitchen. But we will post these and we might have to blur out phone numbers and whatnot <laughs> on the social media pages. Matt Grace, thank you so much, my man. No worries. Thanks for the call, guys. Oh, actually, right before we go, I want to get an NBL tip from you because you are a bit of a guru. Who do you think is going to get through to the grand final? I hope cans do. I really do. Yeah, we're with I'm you on that. Cans. I'm going cans all the way. Okay, how about in Melbourne and Sydney, man? Goes down to game three. It was a bit crazy last night. Who do you think will get that? Yeah, I'm going to go Melbourne, I reckon. I'm going to go with your boys, Ned. So. I don't mind that. Yeah, don't mind well, that they, they did look pretty damn good. So we're going to have to wait and see Madman Matt Grace. But thank you so much for being a sport, taking the call and trying on that shirt. <laughs> no worries. Not at all.
Oh, hell yeah, man. Talk to you soon, buddy. See ya, bye. See you, buddy. What a lovely guy that Matt Grace is. And that is a true story. Unbelievably, he is still single. Yeah. So, ladies, the picture's going to be up there on the socials. And, you know, I'm sure he can work it coming soon to a Tinder profile near you, maybe. Yeah, I think so, man. And you want to know something very interesting? I actually listened back to our very first underground podcast, which is another project that we worked on from back in August 2010. Ooh. We had our underground news section sponsored by Matt Grace. And in that ad, it said he was single. So it's been, <laughs> it's been quite a while. So can someone please put him out of his misery? <laughs> well, the thing is here is he is one of the greatest guys I know. That's 10 years ago. I'm sure he has hooked up with many ladies and broke many hearts. Yep, there we yep. go. I'm sure he has broken many hearts. He's just looking for Mrs. Wright. That's what it's all about right there, Johnny. But all that fun stuff aside, we've got to move over. It has been a very serious, serious week in the world of basketball. I guess, man, first up, well, this is still fun. Let's talk Tasmania. Yeah, man. It's a massive announcement by the NBL came last week that the 10th team that's going to come along will be based in Tasmania. So I guess for the, the state, it'll be the first professional team they've had for quite a while. And obviously they're campaigning for an AFL side and various other sports. So it's exciting news for the, the little town of Hobart, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I love this right here, man. I remember back in the glorious days of watching NBL, you of course had the Tassie Devils or the Hobart Devils or whatever yep. they were called. Isn't it funny though how the NBL just starts going about business what like a year ago talking about Tasmania of course before Southeast Melbourne Phoenix yep. were entered into the into the lineup they were talking about it being Tasmania and they just knock it over like they're going to be here this time yeah. like at the start of next season 2021 22 22 yeah yeah, yeah. So next year and AFL, they've been talking about it for 20 years and still nothing. I know, it's it's bizarre, isn't it? I think the, uh, and this is getting into your conspiracies, which we love, obviously, but the AFL issue is that Tasmania doesn't have that NRL market, which is why they brought the GWS Giants and the Gold Coast Suns in to try and claim some of that fan base, I suppose. Oh, so is that what it's, it's about? It's a theory there. That's that's my theory. I've stuck by that for a number of years now, but it's fantastic that the NBLs realise that there's a market there for it. And obviously, you know, now it becomes a long trip for Perth and a few of those teams to fly all the way down to Tasmania but it's exciting times man you know we go from four or five years ago we've spoken about this a lot when Andrew Gay said we need to shut the league down you know we need to shut it down for a year and then we'll build it back up again to now we've had two teams come in within a couple of years like it's exciting times yeah he has obviously done some massive things for the sport but what a stupid call that yeah. was imagine yep. you shut that down look how far it's come to getting the biggest attendance rates in in record and it's just going from strength to strength so thank god he didn't get his way yeah, there and the I league know. has continued on and look at this final series we're having right now and, you know, season's time. We're going to have Tassie in there as well. And I was saying to my young fella, Brody, who knows, by the time you're old enough to be looking at that NBL sort of age bracket, there could be 12, 14 teams in the league. It who really knows? could be. And, that, and that's obviously where they're going to aim to be. And I think another Sydney team will probably be the next one that comes in after this Tasmanian side. That's been spoken about before. And they used to have the West Sydney Razorbacks, of oh, course. Oh, yeah, they but, do. Uh, I love the Razorbacks. <laughs> I love them, man. You know, we've got two Melbourne sides. I think two Sydney sides definitely make sense. But the exciting thing I think is that we've got guys like Bogut coming back, Joe Ingalls will come back within you know three or four years potentially we've got the next gen program with all the you know, young guys coming out from the USA things are happening and I reckon this is where they wanted to get the ground, like the foundation right with the right players coming in to then really build it up, it's not just Australian talent, it's overseas talent, NBA talent, the league's in a great spot at the moment and I think there'll be more expansion very soon Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that and like you're talking about that NBA program like with Dino yep. Lazada and RJ Hamm 
Hampton and, of course, LaMelo Ball this year. It has been just nothing short of awesome for the NBL and, and just great to see it yeah. all happening. And I guess watch this space, John, but more news that we broke was the Joey Wright leaving the Adelaide 36ers, oh, yes. man. Remember we spoke about that maybe yep. one or two episodes ago before we carried on about something else. We didn't sort <laughs> of we thought it was a bit odd because he'd signed such a long contract. It was like a five-year contract yeah. or something off the top of my head, and then all of a sudden, two years into it, bam, rumors of him leaving, and wow, has the sort of cat come out of the yeah, bag? Yeah, it's blown up in his face, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, there were some texts or WhatsApp messages leaked about him saying some very derogatory things to do with the players and mental health, and then some of the players, uh, your boy Eric Griffin's come out and had a few things to say, and it's just, it's really blown up, and I think it's a, it's a really bad look on a, a league that spent so much time building this great reputation. I mean, I hope there's no long-term effects, which, you know, I don't think there will be, but things aren't looking good coming out of Adelaide, and, and I don't think we'll see Joe Wright anywhere near any NBL teams at all from now he, on. He will not be back. He is cooked. You can't even mess with mental health. Like, no. That is not cool at all, and I'm one of the biggest Joey Wright fans there is, but after this, I'm just taken aback at how bad that is. Like, yep. It was upsetting to read. It and is. Like, you yeah. know, it's all hearsay, I guess. I You don't know what's what and whatever, but still, it nah. was, that were just some horrible messages. And I don't know, man. What are your sort of things too on the whole just leaking them out for the world to see it like that? Yeah. It, it I, was White that did it, yeah? I think it was Kevin White who originally leaked the WhatsApp screenshots there. But uh, I don't know, man. Some things are best being dealt behind closed doors. But I'm, I'm only assuming that it's come out in the public light because they've tried to deal with it internally. And obviously, someone's gone, nah, this isn't going to happen. Everyone needs to know what's actually going on within this organization. And because the rumors surfaced a few weeks ago, and we did talk about it once or twice. And even earlier in the season, I reckon we, we were talking about there being a bit of angst within the group. But it's, you know, I, I don't think that the public, like Twitter and these public forums, are the right spot to be airing things out. But obviously, they must have gone through a lot of stuff internally and, and I guess saw that as the last option to just go, hey, let's just throw it out there and, and see what sticks. But it's such a touchy subject, especially when you're talking about mental health. And imagine being a player that was listed in one of those screenshots and then reading that and go, was well, that what my coach thought about me for that whole season? Like, that yeah. breaks my heart as a coach to think that's how another coach thinks of their players. You know, that's just heartbreaking. And, you know, I personally don't think that was the way to do it, but I'm, I'm only assuming that they would have gone through so many other options and felt there was nothing else to do. Yeah, for sure. You would think that they have approached higher ups and they've just been ignored. Yeah. Otherwise, you would not go out there and do that at all. I just can't get my head around it. And one of the things that Kevin White said in there too, would you want your kids being coached mm. under this? And of course, the answer is no right there. Yeah, yeah. But it, it makes you think, and we've talked in a little conspiracy theories, like how high up is that, that poor group of people had to go before yep. they've realized, well, there's no there's other, other choice. Options. No, you're, you're a spot on. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, imagine if this had have happened within the Essendon Bombers or, you know, Collingwood Mag, like one of these top AFL clubs, it'd be a whole different story for mine and the way it would have gotten out, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, we've got to think of these players and their welfare. And, you know, it's it's so concerning reading those things that did come out. Maybe it's a good thing to shed some light on what's more important in basketball. It's not winning and losing. It's about the players and their mental health. And since it's such a big thing nowadays, it's very disappointing to see such a, as we've spoken about, a league that's doing so well have something like this happen at a, at a time of the year that's just obviously not ideal with so many good finals games going on. But hopefully it gets dealt with properly. But yeah, we won't see Joe Wright anymore. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on everything you said. Funny you bring up the thing about AFL too. I was saying to the wife, if this had happened in yep. AFL, this would be front page news oh, yeah. everywhere. Yep. Probably same deal with NRL. Like, for some reason, basketball still has that, I guess, like it 
it's not top sport in the country sort of thing. Any other sport, this would be everywhere. Oh, it would be, man. I mean, we've seen it happen in other sports where things get leaked out. I don't think to this sort of extent, not in recent memory anyway, but you're spot on. If it had have been an AFL club, it would have been front page of the Herald Sun, Daily Telegraph, and it'd be everywhere, and we'd be all talking about it. But I guess NBL, and not that it's a taboo thing to talk about, obviously, but it still hasn't quite got to that level. But we're getting there. So hopefully, like I said, it gets dealt with correctly, and we don't see that filter down into any other teams or anything else come out because that'd just be heartbreaking. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Let's switch things up, man. And actually, before we do switch things up, you've been saying, and your wife-to-be has brought up a great thing here, and I'm I'm all over this. It has just been a bizarre week or two in the world of basketball, probably in the world altogether, and there is a little bit of a conspiracy theory of why this might be. Yeah, it's a... A bit of a hunch. It's interesting, man. Like, we talk about conspiracy theories apparently a lot at the moment, but my, yeah, wife-to-be fiancé Ashley pointed out to me during the week that apparently Mercury is currently in retrograde and that meant nothing to me when she said it but to put it very simply, apparently that means that in the sky, Mercury appears to be going backwards, which is a thing that happens only two or three times a year and currently it's happening right now and uh, the point of it all being that during that time, things can be a little bit confusing, a little bit strange. It's known for one of those sort of superstition times, I guess. So, we're looking for a theory as to maybe why it's happening uh, there's one potential. Yeah, it definitely is. And my wife works in the nursing home there. She said on a full moon, the old people just go crazy. Like, yeah. And that's that's sort of probably same deal there. And it might explain the insane games that this we is have crazy. had. We could not have seen this coming. You did text me and say, well, I told you this was going to happen. This went down. But then it all sort yeah. of went, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it just went to hell for that last game. But I was actually feeling pretty good about my predictions up until uh, Monday night's game, which we'll, we'll cover shortly. But we'll start with the Friday. Friday night game and I finally got to sit down and watch a, a riveting game of basketball it was an absolute ripper the Perth Wildcats taking game one of that series 108 to 107 in overtime man but geez it was a good game it was Bryce Cotton at his absolute best shooting 42 points if you don't mind 10 three-pointers damn 10 three-pointers man that reminds me of your good self back when uh, oh, we were ripping them up Matt for the Grace. zombies <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I tell you what full credit to Cairns they at times almost looked like the better team like Perth just couldn't get rid of them. They just kept coming and coming. Machado was out doing his thing, leading the way 31 points. Cam Oliver shot the ball really well. I think Cairns finished with a total uh, shooting percentage of one of the best that we've seen all season. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they shot the lights out. But it was just one of those games where Perth just couldn't get rid of them. Cairns looked like they came to play and it was a great start to the final series. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't catch this game, but by all reports Cairns should have won that game is what I... Yeah, yeah. They uh, definitely, like I said, at different times looked to be the better team. I think Perth probably deserved to win it, but like I said, they just couldn't get rid of Cairns that whole game, and then it obviously went into overtime. They had a few chances to win it, Cairns, before the, the final buzzer of the fourth quarter, but couldn't get it done. So, cracking way to start off the, <laughs> what's been a great round of finals. Oh, it has, man. And you want to talk about a great game too. Sydney Kings versus Melbourne. You were ripping it up with the flab man on <laughs> Saturday night, but this was another great game. But much like Cairns, and I, I didn't see that one as I just said, but Melbourne United should have won this game. Yep. Melbourne United have pretty much dominated the Sydney Kings seven out of eight quarters of basketball. Yep. They were up by 16 points with six minutes to go on the road. If they end up losing this series, this game yeah. right here, this yep. Saturday night game, they'll look back and they will shake their heads yeah. because they really should have won it. I don't even know. It was like a total 
breakdown. Yeah. For some reason, Mallow Trimble, who was absolutely on fire, bench. Yeah, Sean that's Long, insane. same deal, bench. Chris Golding throwing up bizarre three-point shots <laughs> that just missed nothing. There was an eight-second violation. They didn't yeah. get the ball over the line in time. How does that even it, happen? <laughs> it's in NBL. I'm, I'm just baffled about this game, but the Sydney Kings, on the back end of a couple of Lazada threes, I think, got this one. But man, it should have been United. I just I can't get my head around that. I've I've seen some of the the replays and some of the highlights from that game. And Mallow Trimble shot thirty four points, played twenty nine minutes. I would have had him on the court the whole damn time if oh, that was the case. Like it's that's the bizarre, finals, man. Yeah. You, like don't rest him. He was on fire. It is the finals. No idea. Chris Gordon shot two from nine three pointers. Like I just yeah, you're exactly right. If Melbourne go on to lose the third game and they were unreal, obviously Monday night. If they go on to lose the next game. The game three, you look back and you go, what could have happened? Looks like they dominated the whole game. The last quarter score was Sydney Kings 26, Melbourne United 11. So what a awful way to end what could have been a really good game to set up a huge game too. That's the thing about basketball though, man. This game basically already forgotten. Yeah, yeah. You know, And that's how quickly tides can change because they changed. They really fell in a heap there. But poor old Melbourne United. I did feel sorry for them because they look good. I, there's nothing I'll enjoy more than a, a team on the road getting a yeah. win. Yeah, like yeah. It is nice to see. And Sean Long was firing. Trimble was just shooting the lights out. And then he was sat. Dean Vickerman, I think, will be copping a little bit of heat from this one. Lucky they bounced back and did mm. it in. Well, I guess it was okay. They did okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they could did. be. Yeah, just uh, before we break that game down, we'll go up to uh, Cairns for game two of their series. And as I predicted, and like I said, I was getting a bit ahead of myself yes. in my predictions, they came out ready to play in game two and took care of the, the Perth Wildcats. And again, like you said, I was partying with the Flab man, so didn't catch too much of this game. But again, yeah, we say the usual suspects for Cairns Taipans. Oliver again shooting the ball really well. Machado did his thing. A good game for them to build some confidence, and I'm I'm very excited for Game Three of this series, man. I did say in our last podcast if this one went to a third game in Perth, that no no chance for Cairns to beat them. But I think they might have a sniff here. I think after a really good Game One, which again they could have easily won, a great win in Game Two. I mean, it's up for grabs in Game Three. Yeah, well, they never really look like losing this game here. I watched the whole thing. They looked superior team the whole way through it. Actually, having said that, Perth did get off to a good start, but then it was just all cans. Bam, really. The final score doesn't really do it justice there. They looked very, very good and they totally shut down Bryce Cotton there for for quite a bit too in that game. So, you know, the dude with the mullet, he was running tag on (laughs) Bryce Cotton there. Yeah, (laughs) Kenny. I love the dude with the mullet. The dude with the (laughs) horriblest mullet in the world. Yeah, Kenny, but he he played a really, really great game and Cairns Taipans. I think everyone that's not a Perth fan is going for Cairns right yeah, now. Like, I think so. And as Gracie mentioned on the phone just before, it's the story of the underdog, isn't it really? Cairns coming out of nowhere from last season and now making the finals and potentially making a grand final. Like, it's that story you love to read and I think you're spot on. Anyone who's not in Perth is going to be going for Cairns to get up over that Red Army. I don't envy that road trip, but <laughs> I really hope they can get it done because I'd love to see them make the finals. Yeah, well, they've been there. They've done it before. As we've said many times, finals is a different ball game, but good luck to the Cairns type. Thursday night's going to be a big oh, yeah. double header, big Massive. double header, Johnny. But let's get on to that Monday night game. Wow, <laughs> wow. wow. I'm going to yeah, or? I'm going to let you read some stats out because I was obviously at basketball represent the zombies and kept getting these texts through from you. I I could not believe what you were sending me, and I'll let you read out. It what was you just unbelievable say. because we we did think we're not going to sit here and pretend nobody saw this. <laughs> no, coming. no way. We said yeah, the brooms would be out because Melbourne they just looked so poor in that last quarter against. Sydney, but 
Check out the stats from NBL. Biggest winning margin ever in the 45-minute era. A lazy 45 points. Damn. That's with, with your starters sitting Oof. in the fourth quarter, never you mind. Melbourne United's highest ever score. Biggest halftime lead by any team this season, 27 points. And this one I really like. The highest three-quarter time score by any team in the 40-minute era. 103 points in 30 minutes Damn. of basketball. <laughs> but there's one that tops all of that. Yep. A 38-0 to zero run. I can't even fathom that. In all my years of basketball and, you know, being on the end of playing in a good side and playing in a, a bad side, 38-0, to zero, it just doesn't sound possible. I, I would like to see record books from every league around, uh, you know, every professional league around the world and see if that's up there with the biggest run because I could not think of anything other than Well, you think about that. the teams that the Illawarra Hawks had there towards the end of the season they yep. weren't you know teams weren't going on 38 zip runs against them nah. there wasn't finals this was insane and if Melbourne plays like this John they are championship favourites they have to be I think man and it's even it's even weird you look at the box score and you go well it was, it was pretty much even at quarter time then obviously Vickerman said something to them at quarter time that got them fired up then they go 32 to 7 in the second 45 to 24 in the third and then they just played the bench for the last quarter I can't I, work you out just how can't this even happened. get over it can you? It is insane. Nah. It makes you sort of wonder what would have happened if they did just play him for an extra yeah. three or four minutes. But it was an amazing game to watch. Horrible for Shawnee Bruce and the Sydney yeah. Kings. Absolutely horrible. But wow. You know, it was it was good for Vickerman because I think a lot of people would have been saying, what did you do yeah, in that first game? I think so, yeah. Bounce back in the most convincing fashion ever that now they're probably almost favourites, I would say. What are we? No, they're not favourites going into games. <laughs> How about that? No. They are not favourites going into the third and deciding game even though they just got walloped. I know man and that's just the thing like how can you predict these next two games on Thursday night like it's it's so hard to split it's going to be an amazing night of basketball maybe one of the best ones in NBL history we're going to witness two games on one night with two games that I can't even predict them I mean I can go I can think of I'd like to win but uh, you know <laughs> how did Perth get off to a uh, challenging start with Cairns coming to town game one then they lose game two back home again who knows what could happen and obviously Sydney and Melbourne is just up in the air. How do you even pick a winner there, man? I think it's got to be Melbourne. How do I, they not win? I honestly don't. Th- if they lose this now, wow. Yeah. It's, you know, like even if they had just scraped over the line against Sydney, then you'd think, well, you know, they, they did okay there. Yep. But to come out and win by that much of a convincing margin, you'd expect them to continue on. Oh, you'd have but, to, man. Uh, having said that, Sydney looked horrible and just Melbourne looked yep. amazing. Yeah, so. and, that, and that happens in basketball. And as, as you keep saying, you know, finals is a whole different atmosphere and a whole different ball game but one thing I will say is I think we definitely have the top four sides in the league competing in this final series right now you couldn't get two better matchups and then I don't even know how I would pick a grand final it could be any of those four teams get through and that is just amazing yeah it kind of makes you wish it was the best of five series yeah, maybe down, down the track a little bit but let's put everything on the line here John we'll actually start it we're going to start off with game one which will be Sydney versus Melbourne it's happening in Sydney we're going to have to do this <laughs> I know we have to it's like ripping off a band-aid. We'll yeah, just get it, it done. <laughs> I mean, as I said on the on the show last week, I didn't think that Melbourne would even win a game. But to come out and do that in game two, I just can't see how they would lose game three. I really don't see how they would take that momentum. A lot of soul-searching for Sydney, but I'm just going to have to stick with Melbourne, man. I think they're just the form team as of right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost, but I'm going to 
say they carry that form in and, and make a massive statement and get into that final series with some momentum. Yeah, I'll agree with you there for sure. Melbourne to win that one. But, you know, having said that, the way this playoff rounds and season's gone, Sydney yep. could come out and win by 50. They who, could. Who would, who would know? know? They'll break those records <laughs> again <laughs> like it could happen. <laughs> All right, so we're both sticking with Melbourne there. Now, this one, Perth and Cairns. Oh, this is tough, man. Like, uh, you know, and again, I go back to what I said last week. If it goes to a game three in Perth, Perth will take it. But I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to go with Cairns. I think Cairns have looked the better side. Like I said, that game one, Perth should have won it, but they just couldn't get rid of Cairns. And they'll take a lot out of that game. A lot they could have learned. But then you've got Bryce Cotton plays probably one of the best games he's ever played. They shut him down in game two and look what happened. So they've worked out their game plan. Mike Kelly or Pistol Pete, because he looks like my dad, as we often say, he's worked out Perth's game plan. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Cairns go over there and clean them up. Yeah, let's hope for that one there. And that is going to just totally change up our predictions from a week ago where we said Perth, Sydney, no worries at all. We thought it was all game over. Now we're both saying Cairns, Melbourne. Well, (laughs) let's wait and see. And I guess that'll wrap things up for a very ordinary week. Oh, but actually, before we do that, thank you to everyone who picked up a Grey Wolf t-shirt. The pre-orders are in and they are getting made to order, so they will be heading your way soon. Yeah, that's it, man. And keep an eye on the website for more t-shirt pre-orders and more merch. It'll be coming out pretty soon, but thanks again to everyone who's gotten behind it. It's uh, very heartwarming for us. Yeah, it definitely is, but thinking hoodies next. It's yeah. you know, it's going to be cold soon enough, so you can rep that Grey Wolf at the footy or the whatever it is that happens in winter. <laughs> Staying home on the couch. <laughs> With madman and his fat bucket of what did you say we like to have a thing called a fat bucket which is you know unhealthy food in yeah. a bucket yep. but Fitzy's getting married so we're going to change it up to what did you say grapes fruits and nuts and berries and yeah. the suggestion went down like a fight in church mind you but <laughs> so we'll just stick to the traditional 